road cycling. If road cycling is your new hobby and you want to be better informed to get more out of it, then this is the place for you. I'm Lexi Rose and thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about Strava and what it is and what you can use it for. So Strava, what is Strava? Most of you, I'm sure, will already have heard of it and many of you may already use it. But simply, it is a GPS service that allows you to track your exercise and it also includes social network features. It's most commonly used for cycling and running, but can be used for many other sports too. It's similar to other social networks in that you find your friends and find the people you want to follow, and then you follow them or request to follow them depending on their privacy settings. So I'm going to assume you are technologically savvy enough to register and get started with the app on your phone and with it on your desktop, which is what you'll want for any route planning or just when you want to interrogate a bigger map. Okay, so Strava Summit is the premium version, the version that you pay for. It costs at the moment $47.99 a year, which works out at about £4 a month. If you're a newbie to this, then you may as well get used to the free version before deciding if you want to use Strava Summit. For me, the main reason I switched to Strava Summit was for the route planning function. Up until recently, this was free, but then Strava changed things around a bit and so it became a premium feature. So that's the main reason that I paid to upgrade. But also many of my cycling friends had Summit and I was kind of interested in the extras that I could see they had and thought I wanted to experiment a bit with it myself. So now the free version is just for recording your activities and the social networking side of things. Summit is kind of for everything else, which includes um, the following. So as we said, it includes route planning, it has a training dashboard and training log, it has heart rate and power analysis, you can view your performance data and metrics, you can set customised goals and you can compare your efforts, you can see your own personal heat maps of routes that you travel the most, and you can get involved in the Strava segment competition and view and filter leaderboards, which we'll talk a bit more about shortly. It also has a feature called Beacon, which is like a safety feature so that friends and family can track you whilst you're out, uh, which is particularly useful if you're solo cycling. So it does lots of stuff and you'll have to have a go and experiment a little bit with it and with the interface. So for route planning, you'll need to do this on your desktop. The method is similar to what we talked about in the Routes and Stops podcast. It's very similar to Komoot. In Strava, under your dashboard, you go to My Routes and then you select Create New Route. You can alter your preferences to follow the most popular or the most direct route. You can select to minimise your elevation or to maximise it if you really love those climbs. And you can select a preference for paved or dirt surfaces. You can also select to see the heat map, which is the most well-ridden roads. You can select to see Strava segments and to see distance markers, either in kilometres or in miles. And then it's just a case of selecting your starting point and clicking to put down markers or waypoints. And then when you save your route, you can see your elevation profile, you can share it with all your friends, you can see a list of all the Strava segments on your route, and you can export it as a GPX file or a TCX file. 
So just so you know, a GPX file is a GPS exchange format file, which basically is a file that allows GPS data to be imported and read by numerous programs. TCX stands for Training Center XML and it includes fitness data. So whereas the GPX is related just to positions such as latitude, longitude and elevation, the TCX file includes information such as um, calories, heart rate, cadence and so on. So that's just so you're aware. You may never need to export the files. Um, it just depends what you're trying to do. You may have all the functionality you need over Strava and Garmin. The only time I've ever had to export as a GPX or TCX was when I was wanting to share a route with someone who wasn't on Strava. And of course, that's something you may need to do too. Also, uh, if you see someone else's ride on Strava that you like, you can simply click on the map of it and then there's an option to create route. And then if you select it, it will appear in your route builder and you can either edit it or just save it. So bingo, a nice little route with zero effort. Just a couple of things on navigation. It may take a few outings or more to get used to following a route on your Garmin. To get used to it, how much warning it gives you and how it tells you about a turn up ahead. It's pretty easy to figure it out when you're on quieter roads, but in a city, busy at junctions, it can just take a bit more getting used to, like when there are two or three left turns, which, you know, which one is it meaning for you to take? And I get this quite a lot in, in London. I do really like my Garmin. It allows me to head out independently on roads that otherwise there's no way I would tackle. Pre-Garmin, I was stuck to a small selection of roads that I knew, and it was very limiting. And now with my Garmin, I'd head out just about anywhere. But it is a computer at the end of the day, a sat-nav that occasionally gets confused or occasionally, you know, as you're approaching a complicated bit where you need to make a decision, it will start to recalculate and throw you right off. So I've found it to have its moments every now and then, uh, just like any other computer. Also, I sometimes find that if I go off course, it will reroute to get me back on the course, but that sometimes means kind of going around in a bit of a circle. Sometimes on a more complicated route that I'm doing in London, I find this particularly. Um, it doesn't necessarily have what I would call smart rerouting. Um, it will usually try and send me back to where I lost the route rather than the best place to get back onto it. So just to watch out for that. So I think there's a couple of different ways to get your Garmin and Strava to speak to each other. This is obviously an important feature. Once you've created your route in Strava, you'll want to send it to your Garmin and then you'll follow the route on your Garmin, save it and want to sync it to your Strava. So the way I did it was to download the Garmin Connect app, then go into the settings, into the partner apps option. And from there, you can sync it to your Strava account by accepting, I think it's the upload your activities from Garmin Connect to Strava option. Um, the method may be very slightly different if you're not using Garmin or if you're using an old Garmin that doesn't have Bluetooth, for example. It may sound a little bit clunky or a bit confusing, but if in doubt, just go to the Strava support website and there's instructions there, I think, for every conceivable type of syncing for every kind of device. And for transferring routes from Strava to your Garmin. They've actually recently made it easier. You used to have to get your Strava route to speak to your Garmin via an app called IQ, but they changed this not long ago. And now, so when you've created your route, 
you just need to star it. There's just a little orange star that you click and the ride will automatically then appear in your Garmin routes or courses, I think it's called. So yeah, I don't know if all that sounds confusing or not. It's it's tricky when you're figuring it out for the first time, but honestly, it's not it's not too bad now. So just to recap, get signed up with Strava and Garmin Connect. And from the Garmin Connect and the partner app setting, connect to your Strava account. This works if your Garmin has Bluetooth. If it doesn't, check Strava support. For getting routes created in Strava to your Garmin, you create your route in Strava, star it, and it will sync to your Garmin. And then you just find it under your rides or courses option. So when your ride is uploaded and synced to Strava, you can give it a name. It will default to morning ride or afternoon ride, but I always like to rename it. You can then also upload any photos, you can leave notes about your ride, and you can also hide it from the public feed should you want to so that only you can see it. So let's just run through some of what you'll see on the app. You'll see the menu along the bottom. So the first icon is feed, where you'll see all the activities of all the people you follow. And so you can scroll through and give out some kudos. The next one is explore. There's a thing Strava does now where it offers personalized route suggestions. It's a pretty cool idea. I think it's quite new though, so I haven't tried it yet. Um, this is also where you can find Strava challenges, you can find clubs, and where you can find those all-important Strava segments, which we'll talk a bit more about shortly. The next icon is record. This is simple. This is where you start recording your activity. Then we've got profile. This is an overview of various things like your activities, year to date, uh, your subscription. It's also where you can find your friends to follow and where you locate your routes. Then we've got training. This is where you analyze your goals, where you can see your training log, where you get info on your weekly intensity and your monthly fitness. So then post-ride, you can sit and analyze all your stats, either competing just against yourself or see how you stack up against other people. So then if you're using a heart rate monitor or a power meter, as we talked about in the previous podcast, Strava will dissect your ride and tell you all the interesting stats about it. It will tell you how long you've spent in each of those training zones and it will give you relative effort for a particular ride. It will also compare your efforts over weeks and months. So it's a really useful little measure to see how you're doing. You'll have to get going with some rides to look at this and get a heart rate monitor to really get the most out of this or a power meter, of course. Okay, so Strava segments. A segment is just a section of road that has a specific start and a finish. Segments are created by Strava users. And as you'd expect, there are masses of segments all over the place. And you've probably already ridden many Strava segments. When you've completed a route and you sync it to your Strava, you will see a list of all the segments you've done. You may even have some achievements like gold, silver, bronze, or you may get a cup if you've done particularly well and achieve a top 10 position when, when compared with other riders. There's also something called live segments. Um, you need a GPS or Garmin device that supports this, but if you do, then when you create your route and you star the segment, then when you're out on the road, your Garmin will tell you when you're approaching this particular segment. Then when you get to the start of the segment, the Garmin will display the data for that segment and you can see how you're doing 
either compared to your previous effort or compared to someone you follow or compared to the king or queen of the mountain. So that K-O-M, king of the mountain or Q-O-M, queen of the mountain, is simply the person that holds the record for that particular segment. So like I said, when you create your route, you need to star the particular segment. And be warned, this can be really addictive. I tend to go through phases with it. Sometimes I just don't care. I'm not bothered if I'm the slowest person of all time to do it. And then on other occasions, not for a long time, mind, I've been known to go out chasing Strava segments, as it's called. There's nothing like the feeling of achievement when you get your first KOM or QOM. Although for me, this is really only achievable on the more obscure or unpopular and unridden segments out there. With leaderboards, and then specifically with filtered leaderboards, you can then tell how you compare against riders of a similar age or similar weight to you. One final thing, as I mentioned earlier, there's a feature called Beacon. So if you're heading out alone, or if you just want someone at home to know where you are and to be able to track you, then you have the option to notify them. Just as you're about to start your ride, you'll see on your device the option to send a Beacon text to up to three contacts and they can then see or track your location. And even if they don't have Strava, they can do that. So in summary, Strava is a really great training tool, but also just a fun social network to see where your mates have been riding. Strava Summit costs four pounds a month, but for me, that's worth it just for the route planning and a few of the fitness tracking stats that I want to see. To really get the most out of Strava Summit, you need a heart rate monitor or a power meter, and then you'll probably have more stats than you can handle. Getting set up with Garmin Connect and syncing routes and rides is a bit of an effort to start with, but as with anything, it's easy when you know how, and then they speak to each other relatively seamlessly most of the time. So have a go, there's the free version out there that you can have a play with to get started. Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to tune in for Monday's podcast, which will be on gloves and other clothing accessories. So thanks for listening. Hope you've got something to take away. Don't forget to tell people, share our love cycling. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find us on LinkedIn and of course the website cyclebean.cc. Stay safe, rookie roadies. See you next time.